0: And welcome back to Livingston Parish News Weekly Show, a podcast brought to you by the Livingston Parish News. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news, and this is From the Cheap Seats. It's where we talk about all things sports and athletics going on in and around Livingston Parish. And I'm joined by the man myth legend this morning. We're going to let him introduce himself. Go ahead, sir. Man,
1: I I don't know about all that. Um, This is Rob DeArmond. I'm a sports editor here at the Livingston Parish News.
0: And today we've got plenty to talk about because school is back in session. Fall sports have begun. So let's roll into it. First and foremost, kind of an interesting um, uh, uh, new thing going on here. Uh, Denham Springs High School has their own athletic hall of fame. Walker started their own. Now Springfield has joined uh, those ranks We'll have their first class introduced this Friday. Football game, right, correct? Half time. Tell it's, us a little bit about what's going on. There. Um
1: basically I, you know, I reached out Coach Surpass reached out to me kind of over the summer and just said, Hey, we've got this thing going. We're gonna start the a Hall of Fame. It was something that that uh he and uh former principal Spencer Harris and assistant principal John Tuning. Uh John's now at the Prince Settlement and Spencer's now at the central office. Uh, kind of put their heads together and said, hey, let's, it, it'd be great to kind of do this and, and kind of have something to leave a, a lasting legacy for, for not only, you know, the community to see, but for the kids as well. Uh, You know, those current athletes will look back and say, hey, man, there, there's a Hall of Fame, you know, that might be something that I might be interested in trying to accomplish uh, during my career. So, and, and the other part is just trying to bridge the gap between the past and the present and the future of of." Springfield Athletics so they have announced their first Hall of Fame class and uh, I mean when when Coach Serpas sent me the list I just kind of went oh wow oh wow again oh wow it's it's a really good class uh, a lot of a lot of people that uh, I know people who are familiar with the area they're going to recognize these teams and they're going to recognize these names um, but it's a I think it's a great way to kind of establish a foundation for this Hall of Fame and uh with that said, I'm going to look at, I'll let you guys know uh, who's going to be introduced and they'll be inducted later on. Uh, there's supposed to be a banquet later on this year to formally uh, induct them into the Hall of Fame, but they will be introduced at the uh, game Friday against Haynes Academy at home. But uh, they're going to, uh, their state runner-up team, the six-man football team from 1960, uh, the 1982 and 1997 Boys Basketball State Championship teams, uh, Miss Mitzi Starkey, if you, uh, if you ever hung around Springfield basketball at any point in time, you know, Miss Mitzi's, uh, she was always there keeping the book. Uh, you know, myself as a young reporter, got to meet her and got to know her really well. Um, Mark Erty, you guys might, might've heard of him, coach Mark Erty been there, you know, was there forever, uh, guiding that basketball team. Uh, Donald Anderson in football, uh, Mr. Gary Childers in football and basketball, uh, Ron Cox, Ronald Cox, uh, Passed away, I believe, uh, last summer, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, in basketball. Uh, Norman Piku in basketball as well, and uh, Chantel Freeman in gymnastics.
0: Uh,
1: You know, been knowing a lot of these people for a long time, and uh, it's well-deserved honors for all of them.
0: Well, congratulations to all of those honorees and to Springfield High School. Uh, Congratulations on starting your Hall of Fame. And, of course, this Friday, they'll be introduced, and as you said, TBD date, uh, but there'll be a banquet later to yeah. induct them.
1: Uh the plan originally when I talked to Coach Sherpas was somewhere around December, around uh Christmas break time, maybe somewhere like that, mid December. I could be wrong on that. But uh we'll we'll get back to you when uh when we get that date solidified.
0: Sure. So speaking of football games, we're we're here. We're here. It's week one. Yes, not week zero, week one. So uh in in the spirit of things, let's start with what Springfield's got going on this Friday against Haynes King. Uh,
1: Haynes Academy, they're coming in. It's it's uh, they're coming off a uh, a loss there in the jamboree. Uh, they played Grace King. Uh, had a couple. Some things went well for them. Some things didn't. Had a couple of uh, turnovers. One of them uh, turned a fumble into a uh, points and had a pick six at one point. So you know, Coach, Coach Surpass said that's one of the things. Uh, those turnovers. Uh, they have to you know stay away from those turnovers. And at the same time. He'd like to be able to create some as well. They they weren't able to do that in that uh, that jamboree contest. Uh, the thing about Haynes Academy, he said that they're uh, kind of old school. They'll go come at you in a you know kind of a double tight look with a T, which uh, he said, and they and they do it well. Uh, so those are things that uh, you know it's a lot of misdirection and things like that. So. Uh, the guys are going to have to stay on their toes and, and know what's happening. Uh, and it's one of those things where if you don't see it and you're not prepared for it, it can really cause you some problems. So that's that's the main thing heading into this game for them.
0: So reduce the turnovers and make sure kind of keep your head on a swivel. Correct, correct. Uh, let's stay over there. Let's go north and talk about what Albany's got going on for week one. Albany is going to travel
1: to independence. Uh, you know, they were able to pick up a win over uh Sophie B. Wright in the Jamboree. Uh the big thing there is uh, get a touchdown and Sophie B. Wright comes back and scores and uh and Albany was able to answer, which was the biggest thing, I think, for uh for Coach Lagore. The other part is uh, they're going in, they're running the the wing tee, which you know, if if you've ever seen any wing tee or ever been around it, uh, you know those. The, the job that those offensive line linemen have to do is is key to success and key to what you're doing. So that was the big focus coming in for him. Uh, he said he he really liked what that offensive line did. Uh, that's not to say everything was perfect. There were some missed assignments, and at this point, that's what you you're, you're going to have um, with independence. Uh, You know, he got to—he was there. Got to kind of scout them a little bit. They played in that first game against Barnado and the Jamboree. Um, he said they're really similar in terms of what they're trying to do offensively and defensively. Uh, but you do give the size advantage to Independence, so that's going to be the key right there. Trying to uh, you know, trying
0: to move some some big guys around. Right, battle in the trenches. Yes, correct. Uh, going west. We'll do the. Easternmost West team, if that makes sense to anybody. We're talking about Walker. Uh what's Walker got going on for week one? Uh
1: Walker. Uh they battled Denham Springs to a seven seven tie in the jamboree this week. They've got ponchatoula coming in. Uh Panchatula was a state runner up in five A last year. Uh so a good test right off the bat. Like I you know, when talking to Coach Mahappy, I think it's a good test for both of these teams at this point. Uh for Walker, uh, he said they're kind of similar in, in the fact that, uh, they, you know, they've got some guys returning, but not everybody got to fill in some spots. Punch tool is doing the same thing. And, uh, they've got a new coach in Trey Willie, who, who was the, uh, offense coordinator there for a while. So he's kind of elevated. So, uh, just trying to find out some different things and see what's going on, uh, w- with the programs in different spots. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think for Coach Mahappy, he said that the biggest thing on both sides of the ball was just finding some consistency. You know, they went down and, and scored on their first drive against Denham, but a- after that it was, uh, you know, just trying to put things together, had a, uh, a a turnover turned into a touchdown for Denham, and then later on uh, they get an interception. And they've got a shot uh, with one second left from the three to kind of to put one in there in the end zone and uh incomplete pass on the last play of the game. So you wind up 7-7. But it was uh, – uh, you look at both teams and, and lots, lots of potential, but you know what coaches will say about potential that that doesn't get you anything right now.
0: Right. You gotta, you gotta translate that into success. Uh, let's talk about Denham. Obviously, uh, you know, probably had some comments from their end part of that seven, seven tie at the Jamboree and who have they got week one?
1: Um, they're going to be going to Mandeville. They're going to play that game at Lakeshore high school in Mandeville, um, uh, you know, and, and talking to Coach Beard, uh, you know, right after he said, man, we were kind of sloppy in some areas, and then you know, when I talked to him earlier this week, he said, you know, I, I use the term sloppy. Uh, there were some spots that that were sloppy in terms of, you know, maybe some penalties and things like that. But he said when you, when you went back, we actually, it actually wasn't as bad as I, I I thought it was. You know, and and for them, it's trying to uh uh if you if you were there, came Kelly running back had uh. For a jamboree, 16 carries for 81 yards, so he kind of shouldered the load. You know, on that first drive, he, he pretty much, he he was the guy, you know. Uh, and just, I asked him about that, you know. I said, hey, is that something, you know, you, you want to do? And he said, basically, he said, it'll change, you know, from here on out because you, you've got Ray McNeely there. Uh, Ray had, if I remember right, one carry for five yards all night. But uh, he said the goal right now was to get the playmakers on the field and try to figure out a way to get the – the ball in both of those guys' hands so they can do what they need to do. Uh, and that's, uh, he, he said that's going to come with kind of growing as the season progresses.
0: Sure. So I'll be interested to see how that turns out as they travel uh, east in, into the St. Tammany area. Last, but certainly not least, uh, let's go North from Denham to Watson for our final team. What's live. Oak? how'd live Oak do in their jamboree and where they got week one,
1: uh, live Oak, uh, wound up beating him in 14 to nothing. The, the thing here is, uh, they had to endure a, an over two hour light and a delay closer, probably to two and a half hours. Uh, one of those things. So it was kind of trying to weather that and then come out and, and be able to do what you need to do. But, uh, you know, as you can see, 14 to nothing Alive Oak was able to do that. Uh, you know, I know Coach Westmore, just in talking to him, he said he was really pleased with the way they were running the ball, able to get to move things around. You know, they moved to a spread offense, but uh, when you can run the ball well, it kind of gives you that little balance. So you, you're not focused on throwing the ball all the time, which is something obviously you're trying to get done. Uh, when he looks at Bel Air, he just, you know, he was saying that they're, uh, just really active and they've really improved as a program. So it's, he said, it's going to be a test right off the bat. Um, and then I asked him, it, it you know, it sounds kind of strange, but it, I think everybody's in this boat. It's, uh, you know, how big is it to get a win the first week, you know, and especially with them, they've they made some changes on both sides of the ball. So you know, he said it's used not only in that buy-in factor and getting the kids to stay, you know, bought into what they're doing. Cause he said it had, that hasn't been a problem, but it just for the confidence there. The other part is I think in talking to every one of these coaches, it's not so much, uh, you don't really focus on district titles anymore. It's, it's trying to get those power points and, uh, you know, trying to get as many as you can, as quickly as you can. And, uh, that, that is imperative at this point, you know, even in the first week, you know, because, uh, Like they said, you know, I was talking to, uh, when talking to Coach LaGloria, he said, uh, if you don't get the win, it's like you're playing catch up the rest of the year.
0: Right. You got to start off on the right foot. Correct. So to wrap up uh, the show for today, we're going to talk about uh, well I, I don't know if there's much to talk about just yet just that we know that maybe this saturday cross country starts
1: i, I kind of glanced at the schedules i think uh, the first meet is on on friday there'll be i think there's a couple this this weekend uh we've also got volleyball going on swimming will be here we're we're just uh we're we're in the thick of it man it's uh it, it has begun and here we are uh i can run off some some volleyball scores from from yesterday just to give you a walk into defeat at doyle In three, uh, Episcopal got a win over Live Oak. Denham Springs defeated Ascension Christian. And Springfield got a win over Pearl River. Uh, I think David and I are going to be out at uh, Denham Springs and Doyle. They're going to be playing at Doyle this evening. I think that's where we're headed this evening. So uh, that'll be my first volleyball match of the year. So uh, looking
0: forward to that. So be on the lookout for those photos and that write-up later on our website, uh, or you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can find uh, regular updates on anything Rob's covering on Twitter. Uh, You can find that as those games progress. Uh, So thank him and David for going out to cover that. Of course, Doyle, as we discussed uh, last week, uh, giving varsity a shot this year yeah uh, didn't
1: do didn't do bad against walker uh I, and running off these scores i've got them here is 25 21 27 25 25 15 uh in those three sets so that that looked like a really competitive match
0: yeah absolutely obviously going <coughs> over that 25 point total in that second match making them making them sweat it
1: that's that that those are and, and those are those are the kind that uh you kind of get I, I just out of experience watching teams in the paris you you get used to those sometimes you know and in uh, in those five setters as well that's well, that's always ones where you go out and cover and, and my wife is wondering where I'm at, you know, and it's like we're going five sets. So
0: we got an extra set out here. So it happens. I'll it's, be home soon. It's, it's OK. Yeah. So I want to thank uh, this gentleman for taking his time this morning. Of course, he'll be uh, covering Doyle and uh, Denham volleyball this evening if you'll reintroduce yourself sir as we head on out
1: hey this is Rob DeArmond sports editor with the Living Parish News
0: and my name is McHugh David publisher and editor of the news this is from the cheap seats it's where we talk about what's going on in the sports and athletic world in and around Livingston Parish please remember the news is on Facebook Twitter LinkedIn Instagram and YouTube we are once a week in print on Thursdays at seven dollars a month to get that in your mailbox we're also online www.livingstonparishnews.com one last time we appreciate you joining us and we'll see you next time